Yes, blessed are those who are merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Matthew 5, 7. It's going to be what we're talking about tonight. Um, this is one of the only times, well, actually, the only time in the Beatitudes where you are blessed, where you show mercy and you receive mercy. All, everything else is blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for they shall. What? Which one? Inherit the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, the kingdom, yes. Right? It's something different. Right? It's not blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall be poor in spirit, right? It's this one is blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Okay? This one's super easy to remember. So you already, this is like, you're memorizing the scripture here. This is easy, right? Um, what was the first one? First beatitude. Is it after the first one? Are we sure? I want to double check. Is that one spirit? Born spirit? Yes. Blessed yes. those who are born spirit, for they shall what? What's the, Inherit the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who mourn. Shall be comforted. For they what? Shall be comforted. For they shall be comforted. What's the next one? Blessed are the what? Blessed are the meek. Okay, try saying something with confidence earth. once in your life. What is it? Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Yes, they shall. And then what was last week? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst, for they shall be Ah, oh, for what? For, for righteousness. righteousness. <laughs> for they shall be satisfied. It's not just hunger and thirst. It's hunger and thirst for righteousness. Yes? Okay. I know, Jaden. Thanks, Jaden. <laughs> All right. Then this one is blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. In order to understand this entire teaching tonight, we have to know what mercy is, correct? Because that's the two key words. In case you didn't know, um, I read it a couple times so far. But first, we need to understand mercy. Mercy is a response to something. Yes? Yes. When I show mercy to you, I'm responding to something that you might have done, correct? This is not to be confused with grace, right? Grace is God's character. It's supposed to be part of our character as well, yes, but, you know, we're working towards that, right? When God says the good gift of grace, it's that's because it is a gift. It's part of just who he is. Yes, he is merciful as well, but grace is something that he is just encompassing. encompassing. This makes sense. Yes. Okay? When I show mercy, when you show mercy, it is in response to something. It is in reaction to something. Does this make sense so far? Yes. Good. Okay? This is a actual caring for the person who is in front of you. Right? Not just in the room. Bring it on. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, thanks. All right. So this is giving a crap about the person who's standing in front of you when you need to show mercy, right? So if somebody comes up and slaps you, you're supposed to show mercy, correct? Why? Because that shows that you care about them. Yes? 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 yes. This is huge, right? This is kingdom, correct? When it says, uh, when it says if, if somebody hits you on your right cheek, turn your left, te le left cheek, right? That's what this is talking about. Right? 
not just because they slapped you and you had to turn it, right? But because of your, the mercy that you're showing them, right? This is Jesus's way of living, right? Jesus didn't say, you whipped me, now give me your whip so I can whip you back, right? You pounded nails through my hand, great, give me the hammer, right? By all means, he could have. By all means, it would have been all right if he did, right? But Jesus shows mercy. Yes? He says, okay, you're whipping me? Great. All right. Get it out of your system. Right? This is the way I view a lot of people when they come and give me a hard time or give me flack. You know, this is pretty much what I do for a living is how can I show mercy as fast as I can. Right? Hey, Lex, you're screwing up this and screwing up that. And I'm really good at my job. You're screwing <laughs> Everything's jacked up and I... The way I respond is either going to be what? Cutting them or lifting them, right? This is huge. You ever been in an argument before? Yes. I think she was shaking something. But yeah, it's on. Right? Everybody's been in an argument. What happens? You want to win. Is that merciful? It is selfish. It's ego. Can you have a lot of ego and pride when you're merciful? No. No. Well, good. <laughs> Can't have ego and pride and do most things kingdom, correct? Yeah. Um, more importantly, show mercy, right? This is huge, okay? So this is Jesus. This is, like I said, the one beatitude where you show mercy, you get mercy, right? Mm -hmm. You don't hunger and thirst, and then you get hungry and thirsty. You know, that, that doesn't make sense. This is you show mercy, you get mercy. You show mercy, you get mercy. Okay? Okay. All the other ones, you show this and you receive a different word or a different level of God's grace. Yes? Okay. So this is all encompassing you reap what you sow. Yes? Mm -hmm. If I sow mercy, I will reap mercy. That's what this is saying tonight. Yes? yes. Why? Because it says, blessed are those who are merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Okay? So if I sow into something... What's that mean? Investing. Investing, cool. I'm preparing. Right? I don't just sow soil and say, mm, we'll see if something grows without the seed. Right? You're actually preparing it for something greater to grow. Yes? This verse can be easily misconstrued into, great, I will be merciful so then I get more mercy? <laughs> I get more mercy on Judgment Day? He'll be more merciful to me on Judgment Day? No, it's just that you receive mercy, period. God's mercy is all mercy, yes? It's all-encompassing of the word. We only try to tap into different layers and levels of it, if I can use that vocab. I'll probably touch back flack for it, but whatever, okay? We only can tap, uh, tap into some, some types of mercy, where God is merciful, correct? Yes. Our response, right, can either be cutting somebody or merciful to somebody. Yes? Many times 
you've been merciful to somebody. Somebody ripped you a new one and you said, oh man, right? How'd that go? They didn't know how to respond, right? Like, huh, I thought you were gonna get really mad, right? But how many times today that did somebody cut you and rip you apart and you just upped the ante? You turned up the volume to it, said I'm gonna outdo yours. Right? This is the normal way of an argument, correct? Yes. You suck. No, actually you suck times two, right? That's what an argument turns into, right? Who can rip the person apart more? Is that showing mercy? Obviously not, okay? If I sow mercy, what will I gain? Mercy. I will reap mercy. I guarantee if Jaden were to rip me apart right now, I could show him mercy, right? What would that then do to him? It would probably change something in his heart for him to show me mercy back and maybe even apologize. Say, hey man, I don't know why I responded that way. That sucked, right? Or vice versa, right? This makes sense so far. Yes. If I sow mercy, I will gain mercy. This is not a mercy alone just from man. I will not gain just a man-made mercy. Does this make sense? Just like the example, that's not it. Okay? When I receive, I guess the, the better way of describing this is the first part is, is blessed are the merciful. That's me to you. Right? I can't show mercy to God. He doesn't need it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Some of you guys think he does, but he does not need your mercy. Right? He actually is, has your best interest. Um, but we won't talk about that. That'll maybe, right? So, blessed are the merciful is actually me to you, you to me, you to somebody else. It's to people on the planet. Yes? yes. Uh, on earth. Yes? Yes. But when I receive mercy, Great. Yeah, I can I can reach and say that yeah, Ashley maybe will give me mercy back. But this is the second part is kingdom, right? Exclusively. I, that's frankly all we should care about, right? I don't I don't want an earthly reward, correct? They're fun. We get to enjoy them while that we're here. But I want an eternal reward because that's going to be way more fun for way longer. Yes? Okay? Not just, again, not for our benefit, but because it's, frankly, what we're supposed to be doing. Right? Yes. Makes sense so far. Yeah. All right? So first half is me to you, the other children of God, yes? And then second half is God's blessing to me. Yes? I will receive his blessing of mercy. Right? That's why it says, yes? Okay? This is... The definition of godly living is God is a rewarder. He is. Let me prove it to you. <laughs> me too, but I just want to. One of my favorite verses is Hebrews 11.6. And it reads, And without faith it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. I love the word diligently, right? 
can't just kind of seek something, right? You diligently seek it. If you care enough about it, just like Benji said, it's something that becomes second nature to you, right? If I care enough about it, I'm going to want it. Yes? Yes. I shouldn't be afraid of gaining reward. I shouldn't, ever. It's part of living in royalty. It's part of kingdom. And if your reward isn't here, great. Awesome. If it is here, cool. All we should focus on is the eternal reward that all of the Beatitudes are talking about, correct? This makes sense so far. Everybody with me? Yes? Okay, so Hebrews 11.6, God rewards who diligently seek him. Yes? Okay. First half of that verse is very, very important. Without faith, you can't do any of it. And it voids out the rest of the verse, right? You have to believe that he exists first, right? And yeah, I know that's very... I know that's a very basic understanding, like, oh, yeah, God exists. But, like, do you actually believe that he exists? He exists. Like, on a level that he could actually make deposits for you. That he could actually exist to take away that thing. That he actually exists to provide in that area. That he actually exists in a manifest way here on earth. Right? This is not just, oh, yeah, God's up in the sky. Cool. Anybody could say that. And I could call him anything. Right? Some people call that God up in the sky Allah. Some other people call that God, I don't know, what, Buddha? Right? That's what they, that's, that's how it goes. But if I actually understand that he exists by faith, then it kind of ups the ante to this. If I truly seek him in that existing, in that faith, then I guarantee he's going to reward. Right? And what's the reward? We're reading through all of them the past, what, seven weeks now? We're hearing about all those rewards, right? The kingdom of heaven, comfort, all of them. Yes? Does it make sense? We're not even done yet. Isn't that cool? Okay. So if I sow into mercy, I receive the mercy of God. That sounds pretty good, yes? That means his, rea his reaction to what all that I've wronged him in is going to be full of mercy. Sounds pretty good, yes? It'll be full of his grace, his goodness, his love for me will encompass all of everything, right? Is this an excuse to sin more? No. That would be stupid, right? And that would actually, again, make everybody feel pain around you because that would be stupid. Yes? yes. That would actually be you walking around as a corpse. That would be stupid. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yes, thank you. Again, this beatitude is very counterculture, right? Earthly culture is all strength without feeling. That's earthly culture, right? How can, I, how can I step over you so I can get what I want? How can I step over you so I can get my own reward, right? How can I maneuver my way through this so that I can jump the line? That's earthly culture, right? Bummer. Again, counterculture. This is Jesus. Yes? Is this all making sense so far? Yes. Great. Go to Psalm 41. Psalm 41. We'll just read verse 1. That's all we need. Cool? 
Come on, let's read three. One through three. So we're going to focus on verse 1, yes? Verse 1 says, Blessed is the one who considers the poor. In the day of trouble, the Lord delivers him. Why am I reading that? Well, obviously, because it connects. Right? <laughs> really silly. I'm just going to turn to some random passage. We're just going to read it. Let's see where it goes. And remember, all these Beatitudes tie to a remember. Yes? Jesus is doing this all of the time. Remember, remember, remember. And this is all painted by this backdrop of reap and sow. Reap and sow. Sow and reap. Sow and reap. This is what this is, okay? The Bible often speaks of God's care for the weak, the poor, and the in need. And on his blessing on those who share in the same concerns, okay? God wants our generosity to reflect his own free giving. That's what he wants, okay? As he blesses us, so we should bless others. As he blesses us, we ought to bless. Does that make sense? And this is not just when people sneeze around you, it is all. How do you bless somebody? Great question, Lex. It is all generosity. That's it. If you want to bless somebody, it's going to be generosity of time, talent, treasure. Right? Sometimes the easiest one is money sometimes. That could be an easy blessing. Right? What about your time? What about your talents? Right? All of these things. This is what blesses people. And also God Almighty. Right? How do I want to bless God with my time? with my talent, and with my treasure, right? That encompasses my entire life, correct? Mm -hmm. He gave me the talent so that I could bless him. Gave me the treasure so that I could bless him, right? He gave me time so that I can bless him. All of this is all encompassing of generosity, yes? If I am generous to you guys, what's that doing? Yeah. Glorifying God, but it's also helping. Right? It's, there's actually this level of sustenance in this. This level of sustaining. How can I bless somebody if, if they already have what I think that I should bless them with? That wouldn't be much of a blessing, correct? Yeah. I, I go up to a millionaire and I say, hey man, I've got 20 bucks for you. He'd be like, why? Right? Like, why? Why? Well, because I think the Lord told me that. Why? Right? That wouldn't be much of a blessing towards him. Maybe uh, he has his own heart issue, but whatever. We'll, we'll look aside from that. But what if we gave him our time? Right? What if, he, what if I gave him my time, and it was just 30 seconds to share the gospel with him? And making that download on his behalf. That would be a blessing, correct? Even if he didn't think so, it's still a blessing. 
right? The name of Jesus blesses people. That's all it does. Yes? Okay. Does this make sense? I can't, similar to what Madison was saying, I can't just do a bunch of actions and say that I'm blessed. I can't do a bunch of actions and say that I'm being merciful. This is actually a heart narrative that twists and turns and is restructured and then electrocuted and then you can bless. Then you can be merciful. It's not, oh, uh, man, how could I? How could I? And I make up this incredible equation in my earthly, in my logic. And I say, well, they're pretty needy right now. Well, I might as well give them some cash. What if the Lord's not saying that? You're going to look like an idiot. And you probably might offend them. And you'll probably ruin all of your testimony and all of the relationship for that Correct? Right? Then this mercy thing, we get into this level of enablement. Right? Where I am actually giving mercy, and I, I'll say this let, before you write it down, let me clarify what I mean, okay? Where I am giving mercy where the Lord isn't. Because he's done with the enablement. Right? What if somebody is in this vicious cycle of just, all right, I'm just going to keep on blowing all of my income every single week, every single week, and I'm just going to live reckless, reckless, and reckless, and then I'm going to come to my church and say, hey, I need money. You know, I need just groceries, and I've got nothing. No. Huh. That sounds like self-inflicted. Correct? Yes. I'm not the judge of that. Right? I can't judge that. But this is a level of, okay, Lord, what, how am I supposed to bless this person in your eyes? How am I supposed to show mercy to this person in your eyes? Right? A lot of things that we're seeing right now are self-inflicted. Right? Some things over my own life that I'm seeing that are self-inflicted. I can look at all of you guys and tell you all things that you're self-inflicting yourself. Right? This is the way it goes. And the Lord is saying, hey, I've already given you mercy. His name is Jesus. You're never in need, want, or poor ever again. In the, in the physical or the spiritual. This is fascinating, okay? So think of it this way, yes? There is time where we are all very, very needy. There's a time. All of us have this moment in our lives. What is that? Our pre-Christ. You can look at your guys' life and say, oh my gosh, I have no idea who Christ is. I have no idea who Jesus is, and I am so much in need, right? Or actually, don't look at your lives because you guys are all perfect. Uh, look at somebody else in your life who doesn't know Jesus yet. What are they in pursuit of, right? They're poor. They're needy. They need help, right? Whether they think they do or not, they do. Right? They're looking for that satisfaction somewhere else. Correct? Does that make sense? Okay. Now, maybe if you can humble yourself a little bit, look at you before you said yes to Christ for real. Not the, you know, I, I gave my life to Christ 20 times when I was your guys' age, you know? Um, maybe not anymore. When I was younger than you. Yes? I gave myself, I said that prayer 20 times. Right? Because I thought that would save me. I thought that would work. Right? So, 
when I actually, and that was in pursuit of wanting, of needing, of needing help. Does it make sense? Then what happened? Jesus entered my life, and now I am no longer in need, I'm no longer in want, and I'm no longer poor. Why? Because I have Jesus Christ. Yes? I have Jesus Christ. I have God Almighty. And if I say that I am poor, weak, any of the above, then I, I don't have Jesus Christ. I'm not tapping in to the full spectrum of who Jesus is. Does this make sense? Right? So when he says, blessed are those who are merciful, how can I show mercy if I don't know mercy? He was, mercy, he was merciful enough to say, hey, Lex, Jesus, let's, let me introduce you guys real quick. And for me to say yes, right? He was mercy enough, merciful enough to do that. He was merciful enough to send his son, right? So what in the world could I ever need? Right? You can't answer that question because there is nothing, right? Oh, I really, well, no, you're actually, I really want that new pair of shoes. No, you actually don't. Because Jesus, oh, I really need that, I really need that boyfriend or, or girlfriend. No, you don't, until Jesus says so. I really need this, right? Oh, no, you don't, until Jesus says so, right? So often we're thinking, oh my gosh, I just so needy, I'm so poor, I'm just, oh. freaking Eeyore's walking around, you know? Love Eeyore, but bummer dude. Do you guys know who Eeyore is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. all right, just checking. There was a time we were, where we were very needy. It was before we said yes to Jesus. Now, we took that need, he took that need away with our yes to Jesus, yes? So now, since we are satisfied in Jesus, hear how I'm talking? Because this is the way it's supposed to be. Since we are satisfied in Jesus, what in the world could we ever need? Have you ever thought of this? What if I was so focused on everything that I was needing and poor in and weak in? How could I ever minister to somebody? Sure. I've got nobody. I've got nothing to share. If I think I know Jesus and I'm still in lack, what? What kind of Looney Tune planet am I looking at? You understand that Jesus paid for everything, right? Maybe you're numb to that message, but he literally paid for everything, right? He bankrupted the kingdom of God for you. And now, since we are satisfied and we know that, we know that Jesus did that for us, then we can actually impart the same gift to those around us. Why? Because we know it. How can I impart something that I don't know? I can't. I can't teach you how to change an alternator in a car if I don't know how. Right? I can't teach you how to hit a golf ball out of a sand trap if I have no idea how. You'd be like, dude, 
right? That would be like me trying to teach Benji guitar. He'd be like, dude, you barely know how. Right? And it would be, a, and I'd be like, Benji, you gotta pay me for this, man. And you know, I was like, I'm teaching you guitar. And he'd be like, dude, I'm not paying you for this. Let me teach you, right? Yeah. It would be really silly for me to try to impart something that he already has, right? Does this make sense? So if I'm trying to be merciful and I don't know mercy, good luck. You're going to manifest something and you're going to, you're going to put, you're going to scratch out the label on it and print a new label that says mercy. You're going to just label it something different, right? A lot of us are doing that where we have apples, but now we're just, Oh, well, I've got an apple. Uh, it's supposed to be an orange though. So slap a sticker on it now it's an apple right this makes sense i cannot think that i that's too this is a beautiful truth yes this makes sense yes so back to matthew 5 since he showed us mercy we ought to show mercy right so how do I show mercy? Well, because he showed me mercy. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Imitate Christ, period. Right? Oh, he showed me mercy in that area. Great. All right. Oh, that was really cool. I'm going to show that to somebody else. Not, not I, really want, I really want to make sure you guys hear me on this. Not in a manifesting of your own something, but in literally... How would Jesus respond to this thing that is happening right in front of my face? Right? What if somebody just came up to you in your cubicle, dropped a whole cup of coffee on you? What would be your reaction? You'd flip your desk over probably. Right? What would Jesus do? I don't know. I don't know. Right? That's what I'm talking about here. Does this make sense? What would happen if somebody just, what would happen if Jesus was driving on the road and somebody hit him? What would he do? He'd show mercy. He's still just. He wouldn't say, all right, we'll go, go before the cops get here. No, he's still just. Why? Because there was air that happened there. And there's still a little bit of something, something that needs to happen there. There's still justice involved. But how would Jesus get out of the car? Would he go, what the? Didn't you see me there? No, he wouldn't do that. He'd say, are you, you good? You all right? What do you need? You have your phone? You got your phone? You need to borrow mine? Right? All of these things, that would, that's what he would do. Right? Then he'd wait on the Lord and say, all right, Lord, how much do you want me to give him? <laughs> right? He would say, Lord, oh, I shouldn't press charges, right? Right? Talks pretty explicitly about suing in the Bible, but we'll not talk about that tonight. <laughs> Don't. 
right? This is fascinating, yes? This is absolutely fascinating. How am I ever supposed to show mercy to you if I've never received it? I don't know it. Right? That should really convict us. Yes. Right? How often are we just so focused on ourselves that we can't even see who anybody around us? So we're like, man, Lord, I need that. I need that. Why are you telling me to give it away to him? Why are you telling me to give it away to her? I need it, Lord. Right? Oh, yikes. Right? You think you're going to receive mercy in that moment? Probably not. He's going to say, Lex, you're supposed to represent me. That did not show anybody Jesus. That showed them the devil. Right? Yeah. Blessed is the one who is considered poor. The day of the trouble, the Lord delivers him. Right? In verse 2, the Lord protects him, keeps him alive, merciful. And he's also called blessed in the Lamb, merciful. This is Psalms 41. The Lord sustains him on his sickbed, merciful. In his illness, you restore him to full health. That's mercy, right? Does this make sense? Yes, I understand it's part of the Lord. Yeah, that's what I hope you're understanding. You should understand that. Right? Go to Ephesians 5. We'll close with this. Ah. All right, Ephesians 5, verse 1 and 2, it says, Therefore be imitators of God. Oh, brilliant. Ah, thanks. And it's like as if. All right. Therefore be imitators of God. Why? Because you're beloved children. Verse 2. And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice. To God. Okay, so how do I become merciful? That. That's it. The easiest two verses you could ever do. Yes? Right? You guys are all like, oh man, I've got to freaking heal five people before I could ever do this. No! I've got to speak in tongues and prophesy and, oh man. No! It's just, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Be imitators of God because you are beloved children. It's actually who you're designed to be. It's who your daddy is. Yes? yes? Okay. Then it says, walk in love. Not this artificial fake love that's floating around, but God's love, agape love that crosses all boundaries of love. Yes? Yeah. All right? So walk in love as Christ loved us. How do I walk in love? Oh, look at how Christ loves me. Look at how Christ loves you. Yes? Yes. How do I do walk in love? Look at it. Taste it. See it. 
Be aware of it. Don't say, oh my gosh, he doesn't love me. Oh, you freaking idiot. No, he loves you. So walk in love. Why? Because Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. Therefore, we should too. Yes? As a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Okay, great. How do you do this? Walk mercy. Isn't that easy? We've overcomplicated this message so much. I just told you how to live for Christ in two verses. I could have just read that tonight and walked out of the room. Right? And that would have been more than enough. Right? Then why aren't we doing it? Why am I so consumed in me that I can't see you? Right? Man, I would... Here, I, I was having dinner with Jaden. What, last night? What was last night? Yeah. Great meal. Great company. Great meal. Great. Judge juice. Uh-oh. Katie, we might lose you. It's up in my bedroom. Where is it? Hurry, we got 2%. We're good. So I was having a meal with Jaden last night. It was wonderful. We got onto this topic of wouldn't it be way, way easier to live as the Axe Church did? Some of you guys don't know what that means, but they literally said, all right, who has need? Right? But they did. Who has need? And they said, all right, everybody give to this need. Boom. Right? It's fascinating. That's blessing. Yeah. That's saying, Lord, you've blessed us so that we can bless. Period. Right? What a what a concept of living. What a what a simple way of actually following the Lord. Right? Just focus. This is, you're not going to want to miss this. This is the most simple thing you're ever going to hear. Imitate Jesus. Imitate Jesus. We're so freaking caught up in like, oh man, am I understanding scripture properly? Am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? Am I doing this? We've overcomplicated this message of Jesus. And it breaks my heart. Right? Ephesians 5, 1 through 2. Therefore, be imitators of God. Okay. How simple. Why is that simple? All you have to do is open up the book, right? This isn't just God's thoughts. It's actually his voice. You understand that? This is actually his voice. He's got plenty of thoughts, but this is his voice. This is what he wanted to capture for all of us to read. Holy crap. 
This doesn't just contain God's word. This is God's word. It is. Like if I left this on the table, it would have a pulse. It would have a heartbeat kind of thing, right? It is his word. What if I were just to read it and say, Lord, I've got no agenda. I've got no need. All I want is to hear your voice. Right? But no, we're coming with agendas. I'm like, Lord, well, I got finance problems. I've got school problems. I got this problem. How are you going to comfort me with your word? Oh my gosh. Wow. I'm glad that you're calling the shots for God. Maybe I should start talking to you so that you can start talking to God for me. What ego, right? Instead, Lord, what do you think? What do you have? I'm sorry that you grew up in a way that prayer is just petitioning. I'm sorry. I'm bummed about that. I grew up in the same way. Where prayer is just, all right, what do we need to pray about today? No. You're missing. You're missing. This just says, therefore, be imitators of God. Lay yourself down as a living sacrifice. That's it, guys. How simple. How, how simple. Right? But you are on your freaking bedroom wall with red string trying to connect all the dots of, well, am I imitating Christ in the right way? What, do, what does this look like? No, just imitate him. Because I guarantee you're going to stop thinking about you. And you're going to think about everybody else around you. Right? Not the next movement that's going on, but just about the people who is literally right in front of you. Right? You think I'm focused on me at this point right now? It'd be a really creepy sermon. Yeah. Right? And I'd hope that all of you guys would be like, hey, Lex, I'm probably going to go put my shoes on now. I'm out of here. Right? I'm not doing this for me because I care. How are you caring for people around you? are you blessing the people around you? Because he's going to notice that. So blessed are those who are merciful. Great. So I have to be merciful in order to receive mercy. What does this receive mercy portion look like? Any guesses? Any thoughts? Any ideas on this receiving of mercy kingdom-wise? Needing something, you don't have Jesus. But I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I need this, I need that. Instead of freaking out and saying, I don't know the Lord. You recognize the lie and separate your thoughts from the Lord's thoughts. Oh no, I don't know the Lord. I guess now I'm confused all this stuff. No, I just. You're just thinking the things that the Lord isn't thinking. 
what's true is that I don't need anything because I have everything in the Lord. That's receiving mercy. Because I understand who is the gifter and the creator of all things. What kind of God would see his child say, bummer. See you in lack, but bummer. What kind of God would do that? Not a God I'd follow. Not a God that wrote this love letter to me. Not a God that sent his only son for me, right? That'd be silly, right? This is a God who says, no, I already gave you mercy. How are you going to now project it? How are you going to now impart it? Right? Yeah. Maybe get to know that mercy a little bit better and it's going to be way easier. Straight up. Yeah. Blessed are those who are merciful and they will receive mercy. This is also talking about Judgment Day. Right? Not in, not in hopes of scaring you, but this is also in talks of Judgment Day, which is a real thing which will happen. And I want mercy on my side. Right? I don't know about you, but I want that. I need that. Right? So I better be merciful. So I'm not, I'm frankly just spitting on the Lord's creation. I'm spitting on my own family. I'm spitting on my own heritage. Right? So, I don't know. I guess you do that. Okay. Okay. Cool. I hope you focus on the right parts of this tonight. Because if you don't, you're just going to be in another downward spiral and build text Madison and it'll continue on all through and all again. Glad that she's there for you. I'm really glad that I'm not. Because I'll tell you that. In your face truth, she'll be tender. Only way I have to deliver it. So, Lord, thank you for your mercy. Lord, thank you for your mercy. And we understand just a sliver of it so that we can show the world you. That we wouldn't res respond to a wrong with a wrong, but that we would respond the way you would respond. Not the way we think you'd respond, but the way you would respond. But Lord, we just thank you. Thank you that you give us in this invitation that we can walk in. Thank you for pouring out your mercy on us. In Jesus' name.